Well, guys, it's been months and months and months of planning, gear prepping. You forget one important thing, and the whole trip kind of gets messed up. Nah, nah that, that wasn't the deal breaker, I don't believe. We'll get to that, of what that one thing is, and maybe I'll just let you guys stew on that for a little bit. What is that one thing? that I forgot to bring. Was it food? Was it water? Was it a chair? Portable lighting system? Hot wings? <laughs> we'll let you stew on that for a little bit. But it, And you, you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. So this has been months and months and months. I, I'm, it's got to be more than two that have been planning this. So what I was planning... Was a solo kayaking trip. Solo, that means all by myself. For anyone that doesn't know what solo means. <laughs> Which you should by now. But I always wanted to do this. I love watching YouTube videos of, of uh, kayakers solo tripping it. I love it. And I, I wanted to do that. You know, I've done, I've done solo hiking, obviously. I've done all of that before. I wanted to, to get out on the river. And do it by myself. Now, I've done short runs on the Potoka River. You know, where I'm gone for a couple hours. No no big deal. Now, we get to a stopping point. Okay. Check how long I've been on the water. Okay, an hour. Perfect. An hour back. There we go. Studying the map. Studying the GPS. It's just satellite images. Checking out every little twist and turn along the way, understanding where trouble could be at, round turns. And that, let me tell you, the best place to find a spot to get off on is usually around a turn. And I had planned on getting out several times. So I planned on making this trip probably 13 to 14 hours. Getting back somewhere... What, about 8, 9 o'clock? Right as it was getting dark is the time I wanted to be back home. Well, not necessarily at my house, but at the Riverwalk over by the gazebo in Beeler Plaza. That's what my plan was. And that's what I told my wife. That's what I told my friends. This is the time I'm really, really hoping to get back. Now, I also prepared for if something would happen. And I'd have to stay out there. I had my hammock with me. Okay, I had charcoal with me in my dry bag. Start a fire. I'm cheat. I, I cheat. I'm a cheater. But listen, instant light charcoal. Come on. It's 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 so simple. Light it. Throw some sticks on it. Boom. Got a fire. No struggle. I want to fire, damn it, I want to fire. And I'm not using lighter fluid. I'm not spraying a gallon of lighter fluid. But anyway. So we finally get to all this planning, all this prepping, everything that I'm ready to do. So excited. Going over this in my head. Watching more videos. Practicing. Throughout the months, I've been on the river practicing. 
trying to flip myself and then correcting myself so I don't spin and flip, you know, flip over. I've been really, really working hard on this, exercising a lot. Lost a lot of weight. I'm in shape. I'm ready to go. I would not go if I didn't feel I was ready. And there was some factors that was going to stop me from going. Injury, if I was injured, say I had a workout at the gym or, or pulled something while I was jogging, I was not going to go if I was not 100%. Because any kayaker knows get out there and you're not a hundred percent and you have to get out of your boat and, and really rough it to get around some stuff. You're screwed. I listen, people, I know what I'm talking about. I may not be, you know, an instructor, a kayak instructor. I may not be any of those things, but I've been on the water plenty enough times to understand that things can go wrong. You know, you catch an eddy at the wrong angle. I mean, anything's possible. So I, I, I felt at the time I was ready. The forecast was perfect. We're going to have sun, high of 88 degrees, roughly. It was going to be perfect. No rain in sight. I mean, God gave me the best day to possibly do this. It's funny because every time I want to go camping, God gives me rain. <laughs> and now God gives me the best weather possible for this trip. And I thought, wow, that has to be a sign. So 6.30 in the morning, a coworker picks me up, and we head to Dubois. And I'm thinking about everything. And we're t- him and I are talking, and I'm really getting excited about it. You know, we get to the launch point, and, and it's muddy, and all right, you know, that's fine. I'm here. I get out on the water. He says, well, okay, Just call me when call me when you're uh, ready to be picked up. Will do. Thanks so much, man. I had a flashlight and tow. I'm ready for this. And my I have a Pelican 10 footer that I got at Walmart. Now let me let me a lot of people may not understand that. It it handles in the kind of waters that I needed to handle in. It handles perfect for me. All right, it's not too heavy. It's not too light. It's just for me. It's perfect, and I think that that has to be what you need in a boat. Something that is perfect for you. If you're a baseball player and you have a certain bat size that you like then boom, may not be the same size as someone else wants to use. But this boat is perfect for me for right now and the waters that I'm doing right now. So the trip starts off really well. There's a few areas that are iffy and not iffy by dangerous. Nothing on this trip was dangerous. I I just want to say that right now. So if you're listening to this and you're planning a trip from Dubois, to Jasper, none, nothing I encountered was dangerous. By no means. When I'm talking about iffy, I'm talking about it speeds up a little bit. No big deal. You got some rocks. No big deal. You got some logs out there. No big deal. It shallows up where you have to get out of your boat and walk through the water to get to a little bit of deeper area to, 
to get back in. But never once at that point, the early on stages, that I actually have to get off the river. Just had to get out of my boat, walk on the sand until it started to get a little bit deeper and then I can get back at it. My first stop came, and I, and I think it was about two hours in was my first stop because I had a man-made little area. It's like a little uh, road going across the river, kind of cuts the river off, and it's got some, um, it's got some piping underneath it to let the river flow, but it's for the farmers so they can go from one field to the other. So that was a perfect opportunity for me to stop right there, get out, stretch my legs a little bit, crack my back, look around, uh, call and check in with my wife, called and checked in with my father, called and checked in with one of my friends, Joey. So I, I checked in and I, and I told Megan, I would check in with her, you know, once every hour, just say, I'm fine. You know, text her. I'm fine. Told the same thing to Jody. I'll, I'll text you. I'm fine. Give you hour updates. So as I'm going through, I noticed that I'm, my service is not the best. And I understood it probably wasn't going to be the greatest. But I, I wasn't 100% expecting zero service for 90% of the trip. Now, if it was me not having to feel like I needed to communicate with people on the outside, I'd have been fine with just leaving my phone at home. Hey, I'll see you when I get home. 30 years ago, I didn't have a cell phone to, to tell people where we were at, right? And when you're on the river and you're out in the wilderness, whether you're hiking, whether you're camping, I mean, look at this. When you're with your family and you're going out camping, you don't really care if you have service or not. But I understand because I was alone. Ideally, you should take three people with you because if one person gets stuck, then you have another person that can help them get out of it. And if they are so something happens to that second guy, then the third guy can go for help. I get that. I'm the only one out there. I didn't see a single person. I heard four-wheelers along the route. But I saw a lot of really nice things, and it was so peaceful. And it was so quiet. I had six ducks. And this is one thing I found was funny. It was kind of like they were guiding me through. They would stay about 30, 35 yards ahead of me at all times throughout this entire trip. And they'd, I'd come around the turn, and there they were. And they'd fly off. But they'd stay, on the, they'd stay on the river. They'd just go about 30, 35 yards ahead of where they were. And then the same thing again. I'd pull up on them, and there they were, and boom. So I, I, I found that to be fun. Uh, some buzzards flying around me. <laughs> I was like, not today, boys. And one of them was so low. He had to be about maybe 20 feet above me. And you could just hear his wings. Woo, 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 as he's flying over me. I'm like, wow. I saw uh, one beaver, <laughs> uh, five squirrels, one deer, but it was dead. I was really surprised I didn't see any more deer. Maybe you uh, hunters can tell me why I didn't see any deer. Are they, are they moving? And I understand that they move to different areas, but I would have thought from Dubois to Jasper, I would have seen one of them alive, you know, one of them moving, you know, maybe somewhere, anywhere. I'm not a hunter, so I don't know. 
Anyway, so there was a few times where I just kind of went off to the side. I text my wife, wow, this is amazing. You know, I haven't seen any wild boars yet. We always joke when we're at the parklands. We hear some rustling in the uh, in the woods, and we always joke around that it's a wild boar coming to get us. And she laughed. And, you know, I was making small talk along the way. Until I just, I looked out at my phone. And I was like, okay, well, I've got no service. And I looked down again, no service for like an hour. No big deal. I don't need it. Not at the moment. I just didn't really realize I wasn't going to get it back. And then, you know, my phone, which was in a protective case, floatable case, so that thing wasn't going to have any issues. I, I just, you know, I had a full charge when I went in on the whole deal. And I don't know, I, I don't, I'm not a big tech guy, so you know, correct me if I'm wrong on some things. But, I mean, I, I cleared everything in my back screen. So, as I knew, nothing was really running it dry. I I'm thinking maybe because it was trying to reconnect to us to uh, to gain service, maybe that's why it just ran my battery. You know, I had my kayaking app on for the first few hours until I noticed that man, my battery is dropping, and I've even noticed it tonight. You know, wow, it's really dropping. Thanks, Apple. But. Once again, I still was not very concerned with that. You you can't get lost from Dubois to Jasper. There is a, a, a turnoff. It kind of wise a little bit. We can go left, and that'll end up at Beaver Lake, or just stay on the Patoka. So I was never I was never concerned about where I was. I knew when I when I saw a road, I knew exactly what the road was and where it came from, where it's going. Um, Portersville Road. I I I I saw that. I heard the cars going, and and that was the area where I had the most difficulty. But it was really just because I had to try to get out of the water. But for the most part, the the first few, three three and a half four hours was just uh, probably three and a half. Well, I mean, it was perfect, and really, even after my service had gone away. I did after a couple hours. I was like, and it may have come back on. I don't know. I'm saying I didn't have service this entire time. I may have had service, but I wasn't checking it like religiously because I'm out on the water. I'm trying to just have an experience that I've never had before. So my first priority is not looking at my phone. I know I made, I know I made promises to friends that, Friends that are basically family. That hey, I'm I'm gonna check in, but I wasn't concerned. You know, when you're on the river, you're looking at so much, and and you're hearing the birds and and all of that. It's really in the nice, cool breeze, lots of shade. You're not really concerned about what's going on in your phone. You know, nobody was texting me at that point. Because once I'd get service, it'd ding, and and I never I never heard any of it. 
and I got my phone right between my legs, sitting on a little spot on my seat that fits perfectly for my phone. But that my phone's not my number one deal at all. It's just me being out there on the river solo. So I get, I get to my one big area that, that was challenging. I really feel good about myself after after the fact. There was probably three trees spread out across this with a bunch of logs jamming it up and a bunch of trash. People, clean your trash up. If there's one thing I can learn upon this mission is that the river is not a place to throw your damn cups, bottles, cans. I mean, come on. Even when I was on the Blue River, I'd look over on the side and see beer cans everywhere. Seriously? That's one thing you don't want to do when you're on the river is drink. I'm sorry. Maybe you like to do that. I don't know. But what happens when you drink? You drink a lot. You get inebriated. What happens if something happens? And You, you need to seriously think to get yourself out of a tough situation. If you're drunk, screw that. Good luck. But the trash kind of bothered me. Maybe the next time I go down this thing, I'm taking a trash bag and I'm just going to clean the river. But I, I I come upon this, so I got three trees down. I'm, I'm, I circle it. I go up to it. I'm looking for any way possible. Maybe I can move some of this debris around and I can get through. I've done it before. That way I don't have to get out of the boat. Last thing I want to do is try to climb out of the boat. Well, I realized there was no way I was going to get out out of this by just going through it. I had to get out of the river. So I turned around. I went upriver to try to find the best possible spot to get out. Even if I have to walk for 15, 20 minutes just to get around everything, that's fine. Care, you know, Drag the kayak behind me. I'm fine with walking any distance. I, I, I couldn't find anything because the banks were so steep. Couldn't get up anything. So the best possible spot to get out turned out to be where the trees were down. So I went off to the side, went up to the right side, found a good good spot. I tried to find the driest spot. I already knew my feet were going to sink. So I, st- I get out, and my left foot completely goes down. It's up to my knee. The mud is. Okay. My kayak is secure. I've got him tied. You know, I've I've got everything taken care of. My left foot's in. I tie the kayak off so we can't go anywhere. And I have a, a better footing area with my right foot. So my right foot's fine. Left foot's all the way in. I pull my left foot out and my sandal breaks. Ah, great. So I sat there for a little bit trying to fix the sandal. Couldn't couldn't fix it. So my my right sandal, you know, it's muddy and it's slippery. So my foot's sliding around. Can't get any traction. So I sit there. I take that off. I'm like, screw it. No shoes. Caveman style, baby. We're going to do this with just our feet. Which is better, probably. Your toes can really dig in. 
So I pull the kayak up, untie it, pull the kayak up. And now I'm in like weeds that are up to my shoulders. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is great. You know, I see this stuff on YouTube all the time and I'm like, hell yes. And I see how they do it. I see how they get around things. And thank you, River Kings. I just want I want to give River Kings a big shout out because I've seen some things on their videos, how they've gotten themselves into messes and were able to get themselves out. I've learned quite a bit from them. So go into River Kings if you're if you're listening to this and you're big kayakers. He's just wonderful. He, they teach you a lot. So I finally get up and I'm walking stickers and I'm getting cut up my legs and my feet, you know, and, and I, honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm smashing, I'm trying to, trying to cut all the weeds down with my, with my oar the best that I can digging through the brush in front of me because you don't know what's in there. I mean, there could be snakes in there. You don't know what you could get bit by so i'm just trying to ruffle some feathers so to speak see if anything's in there taking my time because that's that's all i have is time i have plenty of time so let's not get too excited don't let don't let this get get you overwhelmed you know i because there's always an out i mean my out was if for some reason, I can't get back into the water. Well, I've got a road right up ahead on my behind me. I'm going to have to walk up a lot, but that's fine. I'll hike up that. That's not that challenging. And then I'll just see if some passerby with a truck could get me out. So, I, I mean, there's always a plan B, but I didn't want there to be a plan B. I wanted to stay on the river. I wanted to finish what I started. Well, I found a place probably about 30 yards up where I could get back in and I got back in safely. Nose of the kayak goes shooting under the water. Pops right back up. It's a really good feeling. It's a very fun feeling. Kind of like going down a water slide, a really short water slide. And that was fun. I was like, woohoo, I'm back on it. Here we go. Look at what I just did. Heck yes. You know, I was full of confidence, but at the same time, I also knew, you know, there's people worrying about me because I haven't been able to check in. And that stays on my brain, it stays on the back of my mind for a while. I saw some areas I could have got off on because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get off. I wanted to travel for a few hours and then get off and, and take a break. Enjoy nature. Solitude. But at the same time, I, w I knew people were going to be worrying about me and I wanted to get back as soon as possible. And I let that affect everything that I was doing. So I, I just went balls of the wall. You know, and I think it was like something like four and a half, five hours just paddling. Great workout. Top-notch workout, I'm telling you. My alarms were so tired in the morning the next day. But anyway, stay on point, Aaron. So 
I know where my one hour till I hit my destination's at. Because I've been up the river from Jasper so many times that I knew it really well. I mean, everything, and even looking from on a satellite, you wouldn't think it's that descriptive. But I, I know the turns. And even if I don't have GPS to tell me how soon I'm going to get there, I have been studying the damn thing for so damn long that it was it was just like a trip, like you're driving from Ferdinand to Jasper. You know which every turn, you know where you're at, you know how you're doing it. Even though I hadn't been on that part of the river ever in my life, because I studied it so damn much, I just knew, okay, we got this here, and then this is going to happen, and then, okay, we got this part. Now I'm hitting this where I'm going to be shooting west, and it's going to make you feel like you went the wrong way somehow, even though you didn't. You can't mess that up. It was just remarkable. It really was. It was remarkable the kind of sights you see. And, and, and you're on the river and you're looking around. And you're like, my God, how are these trees even standing? I can see like, it, it seems like you're looking at like 95% of the roots. <laughs> how is it even standing? And, and I had a couple limbs break off in front of me, up ahead, maybe about 20, I don't know, 20 yards ahead of me. You'd see a few of them break off and land in the water. You see fish jumping out at something. That was really awesome. You know, when I saw the beaver carrying a a, a, a a branch. And then he sees me and notices me. A nice crane. Trying to get out of the water to avoid me. And he slips. He's trying to go up the embankment and he slips. Thought that was funny. So, so there was a lot of comedic relief along the way but at the same time i know i'm gonna get my ass chewed by the time i get back to jasper and my phone turns back on because there's gonna be people that are just like caring caring people you know it just shows me that if I ever went missing for an extended period of time there'd be several looking for me <clears throat> that's a good feeling that's a really good feeling so I'm I'm traveling down the river, and I know I'm probably getting pretty close to the to the hour marker, but I'm not seeing a cornfield to my right yet, and that's that's my judge of where I'm at. All right, I've got woods on my left, I've got woods on my right, but I know I'm going to get closer once those go away and a cornfield appears, and sure enough. Come around a turn, cornfield to my right. All right, we're getting close. We're getting close to that hour marker. That was important. You know, the sun's a little higher in the sky than I thought it'd be by at this point, but that's because I didn't stop. I mean, I had planned on taking a, uh, taking a few breaks, more than a half hour, as I had planned on eating. I wanted to make this, I had this whole day and possibly night. I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen because you could come up to a log jam and you may have to travel a few miles back to get out of the water. 
because it is really slick. I mean, that's the Patoka is mud, and it is really slick. So you, if to find a good spot, you may have to go back a little bit. And and I didn't know. Maybe if you get closer, and I I prepared for that. So I brought stuff with me to prepare for that in case there would have to be an overnighter. I even told my wife, I said, hey, listen, if we get to a certain point and I'm a few hours away and 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 we're getting closer to sun going down or, you know what I mean, and it's dusk, I'm going to pull off to the side. I'm going to find a place along the river I can stop and build a camp. And then we'll just wake up in the morning, uh, sunrise, and we'll finish the rest of the leg of the journey. I took off Saturday. I took off Sunday just in case. So, and we didn't need that because I never stopped after those first two stops. I just kept going. And I finally see the area up ahead that marks my one hour. And before we do that, before I go in with the rest of the story, because trust me, it is good. Let's stop for a quick commercial break. Let's pay some bills. And we'll be right back to finish this story. And we're back. We are back. So, we are almost an hour away from Jasper. And I hit this area, and it's a tree down, lots of logs. So it's a jam. But not one that you don't have. You do, you do not have to get out on this one. Now, you could. And, but the river was a little bit higher than, than, than the last time I had been on it. And it was a lot easier the last time if I was coming from Dubois to get out. It's more of a flatter area to, to land the kayak on and be able to just pull it over. This time the, the river was up a little bit from the last time, so that was gone. And so I just worked my tail off just to clear some logs, get some of the debris out of the way. And I celebrated when I got past it all. And I was like, wow, eight hours of craziness, and I've got one to go. My day didn't go how I planned it whatsoever, and what day does. There's always something, whether you're at work and you think the day's going to go just perfect. This is how I want my day to go, and it just didn't go that way. But... We're one hour now away. And yeah, I was tired. It's the most paddling I've ever done in my life. Of course, I was tired. But you feel a little rejuvenated. You know, you, when you're, if you're a runner, you get that runner's high and you just, everything's clicking. You feel like you're running on clouds. You don't even feel the road or trail. You don't feel any of it. You're just going. Your body's working perfectly. And that's how I felt once I hit that point. It's like, wow, I've been here before. I know exactly where I'm going. I know everything that I'm looking around at, I've seen already. 
multiple, multiple times. And so I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm at that point because no one, no one's been able to get a hold of me. I haven't been, been able to get a hold of anybody else. I'm ready to, to get out, get my phone going so I could just let somebody know. Cause it, it had none of this happened with my phone. The whole day would have been completely different. I would have hopefully, hopefully I would have been able to experience what I wanted to experience and do what I wanted to do. But now we're an hour to go. So I finally get to the bridge um, that's over by Kimball and the factories. And one of the one of the starting points or ending points, whichever whichever way you start or end, to the river walk. I'm right there at three thirty. I'm almost done. And I finally, you know, at this point, I kind of coast a little bit because I'm like, well, I know every twist and turn of this avenue widens out a little bit more. And I'm I'm, I'm just taking in what just happened. Like here I started, it was dark. It was like quarter till seven. I'm thinking back of all the things that I saw. You know, kind of just reminiscing. Wow, this is almost over. Months and months and months of planning. And this is almost over. Almost over. And quicker than what I wanted it to be over with. So I finally get to the gazebo, the the, um, Beeler Plaza. Right before you get to the, the mill. And I hit the boat ramp, and I come to a stop. And I look around. I hear the the water rushing, cars going by. Something I haven't heard for, for, for four hours, other than, you know, when you'd pass an occasional highway. And I just sat there. Thinking about what was all what all happened. But now I've got to think about what I gotta do next. One, I didn't have a phone working because it was dead. So I couldn't call anybody to tell them where I was and that I was done already, because everyone else is, is truly expecting probably eight o'clock, eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. This is four o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm literally, I'm way early. I'm four or five hours early because I didn't make my stops. So I can't call anybody. There's nobody on the river walk to even ask if I could borrow their cell phone or maybe they can just call for me since I'm muddy. Hey, I'll picture this. I'm muddy pretty much head to toe. Kayak is filthy. I've got no shoes, scrapes and cuts on my legs, tired. What am I supposed to do? Well, I had thought about this 
roughly about an hour before, I'm probably going to have to carry my kayak to work to the funeral home. And when you're when you've been paddling for nine hours, that just seems impossible. Because you're tired. Get done. You're tired. I, I got out. I sat up against a tree, taking some breaths. Arms are kind of shaky because I've been just paddling my, my rear end off for five, six hours. So I said, you know what? We got to do this. We got to do it now. If I continue to sit here, I'm just going to, I'm just going to get tired and more tired and it's not going to be good for anybody. So I got up, I put my paddle in my kayak, put my backpack on my back, picked it up, threw it on my shoulder, walked across the gravel, no shoes, barefooted. Walked up past the pizza place towards the uh, library where I don't know, maybe there was a wedding going on on the inside. I just assumed there was something was going on in there because there were people dressed to the nines walking into the building, suits, ties, dresses. And there I am going past all these people. (laughs) And I am looking horrible. I look like like a drifter. I, I, I defined hobo at that point, which I thought was funny. I was like, normally that's how I dress like them during the working day, a suit and tie on looking good, smelling good, feeling good. That's how, that's how I dress every day. And today I'm covered in mud and I look like a hobo. (laughs) So I walked past everybody and I even, I even said, hi. To one person, looked at another person, said it's been a rough nine hours. <laughs> and I'm just I'm walking on a sidewalk to the funeral home. I was gonna carry it to the to the van, to one of our removal vans. And I was just gonna put the kayak in the back of the van. Right? I couldn't have I didn't even have the energy to even walk from the garage to the front of the garage to the parking lot to the van. I had no energy anymore. I expected I used it all up on that walk. Every last bit of energy I had for that rest of the day, I used it up carrying that heavy-ass kayak. It doesn't seem heavy when I'm carrying it from the garage to the street to put it in the back of the truck, but God, was it heavy walking all that distance. And it's it's obviously going to be heavy now. I've got a chair in there. I've got... There's water in there. So I didn't even stop to even pour out some of the water. I just picked it up and went. Screw it. I was leaving a little trail of drops behind me. And when my phone finally comes on, I've got 16 missed text messages. My buddy Dave texted me, hey, call your wife. Would have loved to have called her several times throughout the day. Couldn't. (laughs) Jody, my wife, my neighbor, big sis Suze. I I mean, I I already knew I was was going to get griped at. But griped at because of something I had no control over. 
you know, I tried to explain it to everybody that I, I didn't plan on this. It's not like I turned my phone off on purpose so I, I couldn't talk or communicate with anybody. That was never the case. I just wanted a day of just unplugging, so to speak. And I finished up, and I, my phone came on, and, and I'm driving home. I put the kayak in the in the garage at, at at work, and I drove home, and my phone came on, and I'm seeing all this stuff, and I'm called home. My daughter answered the phone. She's all excited. It's Daddy. Of course. They were worried. And I talked to my wife, and she was, you know, obviously irritated with the whole situation. Not so much me, but just the whole the whole situation. Not being able to get a hold of me to see if I was okay. And me not contacting her to tell her I was okay. It's not like I had to call her every hour and talk for 30 minutes. It was not like that. I just had to send a text message out every hour. I'm okay. Or just okay. Anything. And, and you know, same thing for Jody. Send her a message saying where I'm at, how I'm doing. I mean, we had it all planned. I was it was going to let her know, but before I got to the the, the first bridge, uh, coming into Jasper, and she was going to her and Lewis were going to be there, and she's going to play hypnotized by Biggie Smalls because that was our favorite. We created our own lyrics uh, to that song. Um, for kayaking and uh, none of that happened because of one little device but you know I smoothed it over with everybody throughout the course of two days and everybody understood you know, and it, it became a really good, funny talking point, if anything. But at the beginning of the show, I said, what was the one thing that I w was going to take with me that I forgot? That was my portable charger. <laughs> the one thing I forgot to take with me. And it was fully charged, I believe. It was my portable charger. So Jody said from now on, whenever I take another trip, she's going to be holding herself responsible for packing my bag. And I will let her pack my bag. So had I just let her pack my bag from the beginning... I probably would have had my portable charger in there. But it all turned out okay in the end. I'm glad I did it. Do I wish it would have went the way I wanted it to go? Yes, of course. But life is life and you don't get what you want. But I committed myself to the journey. 
I talked for months and months and months about doing this trip. And Jillian would tell me at work, she'd say, you need to go to the calendar. You need to write it down, set the date. So there you have it in stone. Otherwise you're never going to go. And that's what I had done. Then I grabbed the calendar and I put down, this is when I'm going to go. And I was able to do it. And so I, I, Starting season two here of the podcast, I, I've had some time off from, from doing the podcast, which was by design. I, I've done a lot of episodes, and I wanted some time to to take off and, and not worry about the show for, for a little while, and, and then start season two fresh and new, brand new logo, new feeling. Because I don't want this to just be about, oh, Aaron's going to talk about going to the gym again and how much weights did we lift today or holding us accountable for did we go to the gym or not or did we go for a walk or not. I don't want to, you know, I want, I want season two to be a little different. And so I changed the logo up and I changed my whole perspective up on the show. You know, the journey can mean everything, anything, sorry, anything. And it's not just fitness and health. It's, it's anything. So, uh, yesterday, so after that, after nine hours of, of paddling, we went hiking the next day, went to spring mill, had a really fun time, went into a cave and explored a cave. And hit a, hit a lot of really awesome trails, visited the village. At the end of it all, we went to the inn and had a really good meal. Well, my tenderloin wasn't the best, but, hey, it was hot. It, was, it filled me up. There you go. But it was just a fun day. We got our, our oldest Grady back from Washington, D.C. Rightfully so, he did not want to go with us to Spring Mill to go hiking. The last thing he wanted to do after spending three days walking was to go walking some more. So he stayed home and relaxed in his room and played computer games with his friends online. So uh, it's really good to have him back. I missed him. And uh, he had a great time. I mean, my gosh, 14 years old. He gets to see Washington, D.C., uh, went to see a Washington Nationals, um, Florida, uh, Miami, sorry, Miami Marlins baseball game. Had a great time there too. I was so excited for him. Saturday, he had texted me a picture of uh, John F. Kennedy's grave in the Eternal Flame. You know, I'm a big Kennedy fan, so I mean, the fact that my son got to see the, his grave meant a lot to me. I was super stoked about that. But I want this show to be. You know, energized, breathe some new life in it. Sometimes I think we, you go on every day or every other day and it just becomes stale after a while. What do we talk about today? You know, I'm going to do better at this. Uh, the weight loss journey it continues. Obviously, we're doing a wonderful job with that. We're staying, we're staying on it and... Uh, and now it's like if we don't do something that day, it's our day feels weird. So 
fitness is, is going to be a part of our life forever. And thank God for it, too, because I would have never been able to go on this trip. And I don't know. It, you know, had I had none of this happened and everything went the way I wanted it to go, it may not have been a great story. I mean, how many people drove past me while I was trying to walk back to the funeral home covered in mud with no shoes on, carrying a kayak that was dripping? How many people went home and said, hey, honey, you'll never guess what I saw. I saw this dude covered in mud with no shoes on, carrying his kayak. I don't know where he's going. I know where he came from, but I don't know where he's going. But my God. <laughs> you know, so maybe some people had some stories to tell when they got home. You know, maybe that maybe the point was that had everything gone the way I wanted to go, it may have just been a boring trip. As far as storytelling. And for the first episode of this new season, maybe maybe that went that way just just so we could have a, a conversation like this. But I tell you, I'm truly blessed to have the friends who are just like family. Because I know if I ever went missing, I'd have a handful of people planning recovery. <laughs> I don't want to use that word because I know what that means. Planning on just saving me. Finding me at least. So that part, you know, that's that's important. And uh, thank God. Thank God for that. But it, like I said, it was, it was a, sorry for that, a little interference here with the microphone. But thanks for everybody that, that, uh, motivated me along the along the way. Thank you, River Kings, for you know keeping things positive for me. And uh, there we go. Now I can hear myself again. Thank you, River Kings, for for doing everything that you do on your YouTube channel. You guys are just great. You make it look easy. You really do. But at the same time, you really do teach how to do it the right way and how to do it the safe way and what to take with you on trips like this. And, and I was really prepared. I really was, except for one minor detail, and that's a cell phone charger, <laughs> even though I knew to take it. Um, it. I had my, it was my in my best interest. And, and I really did. I really, really knew I was going to take that until I didn't take it. But uh, anyway, thank you all for listening. I want to thank everybody else too on uh, Twitter and uh, all the countries that are following in and listening. I hope that uh, uh, this new season brings us some some joy and laughter and, and a good time. Um, for all the haters that uh, that want to hate, that's eh, your business, not mine. But uh, that's it for tonight. Hope everybody has a great week. Stay busy, stay safe, and stay healthy. Let's go.